You're listening to the Vital Goddess Podcast, where we explore an empowering and sexy reframe on midlife, menopause, and beyond. I'm your host, Diane Shepard, certified tantric and Taoist sexuality coach with a specialty in the Taoist jade egg practice. I offer a mind, body, spirit, and trauma-informed perspective on Taoist and tantric practices to help you reclaim your pleasure, heal your relationship to your sensuality, tap into the life force power of your sexual energy so that you can embody the goddess you were born to be. Are you tired of feeling like you're being put out to pasture? I have a hunch that you're just getting started. The best is yet to come. You see, from the Taoist perspective, midlife and menopause for women is called second spring. It's meant to be a rebirth, a sexual and spiritual rebirth, an initiation into the richest, most creative and sexiest chapter of a woman's life, if we choose it. And we have a lot more agency than we've been led to believe. You see, our sexual energy is not just about sex. It's the foundation of everything. Our mental and physical health, our creativity, our joy, our overall zest for life, passion, and vitality. I am so thrilled you're here. Welcome to the show. Well, hey there, gorgeous. Welcome back to the show. If you've been here before, I appreciate you so much for coming back again. I really, ah, it makes me so happy. So welcome back. And if you are brand new to the show, brand new to my work, I am so glad you're here giving this a try. I hope you find something here that is supportive, useful, and maybe inspiring in some way. Um, but I'm just really thrilled that you're here giving this a try. So welcome, welcome. So in today's episode, I want to dive into something that I like to call Zen Pleasure, how to get out of your head in bed and in life. So <laughs> I just could not resist that rhyme, get out of your head in bed. Isn't that cute? But um, this challenge of ours as modern women is not so cute, right? This is a big thing for all of us. And, you know, we are just so encouraged to be in our head. And it can make it really, really challenging to experience um, our sensuality and our pleasure and, um, you know, just be present in our lives, in our relationships. And of course, nothing happens in a vacuum. We're going to take that with us into any intimate experience we have with ourselves or with a partner. So when we say roll out the mat to do a sensuality practice, um, yeah, we're going to have that challenge of the head. <laughs> The, the um the monkey mind the the chatter mind whatever you want to call it that just will not stop right we I think we all have experience with that and so I just wanted to speak to that normalize it really and sometimes normalizing it can be really supportive like laughing about it it can be kind of just give us a little spaciousness around it and not make ourselves wrong I think that's what we do a lot we um really make ourselves wrong or, you know, shame ourselves in a way for being in our head. And really, we, can, we need to let that go. So we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. And um, 
yeah, and just really maybe give you some hopefully insights, inspiration on what I found works. And again, it's, you know, a, a practice. But before we dive in, I want to just remind you that the wait list for my program, The Vital Goddess Mastermind, is now open and it is packed with value and it will give you tools to actually get out of your head <laughs> and into your body, right? So whether it's out of your head into bed or out of your head, you know, when you're on a walk in nature, out of your head when you're, um, you know, taking a shower or taking a bath or even enjoying a beautiful meal. Sometimes it, it could be even hard to taste our food, right? Um, it's going to support you in that. It's going to support you in really starting to cultivate what we're going to talk about in this episode, which is a mindful sensuality practice. So the link is in the show notes. Um, when you join, you'll get a mini course that supports you in that, some guided practices. You'll also get to um, join me live for some Q&A and there are some other benefits as well to the wait list. And of course, there's no pressure to join my mastermind by being in the, on the wait list. But um, I wanted to just create something that supports you, you know, stepping onto this path of pleasure because it's no small thing. And I feel like we all need um, a lot of kind of sisterhood support around this, wing woman support, I like to say. So that's what I want to offer there and um, hopefully inspire you to get going on your journey and whether you decide to go deeper with me in the paid container, awesome, that's awesome. But if not, um, there'll definitely be uh, ways for you to, to keep going with your practice. So yeah, you can sign up for that, join that wait list with the link in the show notes. Okay, so let's talk Zen pleasure. So this concept of Zen pleasure of, you know, bringing mindfulness into my sensuality and my sexuality was a brand new concept for me. And I really dove deep with this when I started to do a practice called orgasmic meditation. Now, orgasmic meditation was something that was created by a woman named Nicole Daydone. She's a founder of an organization called One Taste. And that organization is all about that one practice, orgasmic meditation. So it is a mindfulness practice, and it's all devoted to female pleasure. Such a simple practice, but it really changed a lot for me and also for my relationship. But um, I started with more of a, a self-pleasure practice around that concept, and then I went into sharing that with my partner. But basically, the, the concept that really shifted things for me was bringing mindfulness in. And it was really cool because Nicole had spent a lot of time, like years in, I think it's called the Zen Center in San Francisco. So she did, you know, a, a deep dive into meditation and you know, was very involved in a meditation community before she got into this practice. And I think she even found out about this practice from another um, Zen center um, practitioner guy that was in that community. Anyway, um, what I want to share with you is how mindfulness is really the way. And I feel that culture, society, um, all the advertising that comes at us in terms of, you know, you're boosting your libido and all these things, it's like kind of a distraction where really, if we truly want to take our power back here, mindfulness is the way to go. Um, zen pleasure is kind of a fun way to, to say that, right? Like getting zen with our pleasure is the way that we can start to build power with our, with our pleasure, with our sensuality. And we, again, are, I think, conditioned to give that power away, right? It's... Um, 
you know, just the way we view, say, orgasm, and there's nothing wrong with climax, but it really is so goal-oriented, right, in, in our culture in general. Like, you know, there's all this pressure to have something happen, and it does or it doesn't. Um, but if, if it does, maybe that's great. Maybe it's not. Maybe you're exhausted. But the thing, when you when you start to get into the mindfulness, you know, with with this, with sensuality, the first thing we do is, like, let go of the goal, you know, we say that a lot in my container in the mastermind, but we, um, again, we have hardwired conditioning in there that is very goal oriented. And of course, there's a place in our life for that, you know, to set goals and, and meet those goals and, um, you know, check out, check off those boxes and slay the day and all of that stuff. There could be value to that for sure. Accomplishment can be wonderful. However, it really tends to backfire when it comes to healing our sensuality and expanding our pleasure. Because we are talking about um, really bringing in the yin in a very yang world, right? Yang being masculine energy, right? And that is more task-oriented, goal-oriented, and um, puts a lot of pressure on, on the feminine. And if we really want to expand our pleasure and really have that experience of, of literally getting out of our head and into our feminine flow, which will flow definitely into um, our, our sexual experiences, it really does begin with mindfulness and slowing it down and, and really cultivating exquisite attention. And that can sound kind of daunting in the beginning, right? Again, because of all the conditioning that we have to like check out when it comes to sensuality and sexuality. And I think there's like nervous system reasons for that as well, because of, you know, a lot of trauma that uh, we carry around these, these topics where it's like, it's um, really tempting to check out and really tempting to, um, you know, just be almost like, like performative, really. And um, I think things like porn really promote that as well, that there's a certain way to do it, certain way to be, and you just, you know, do this and this and this, and you get that. It's really, I found all of that to be a huge freaking distraction. And mindfulness is really the way to go. And one thing I, I found to be true is that, um, you know, people who are, you know, really, like the sexy people, the people who are, say, hypersexual and kind of really coming at their sexuality from a very performative way, like very um, overt and out there with their sexuality. I don't want to make any of that wrong if that's who you truly are. But quite often, that is um, a way to avoid going deeper with deeper attention, right? And quite often, the quote-unquote sexy people have a really hard time with mindfulness, really hard time with slowing down because we have to take off the masks of who we think we are, right? So no costumes or anything. Not, again, if that's your thing, no, no, no judgment. But there's so much value to, I think, stripping off the masks and really getting into our true, authentic, erotic rhythm. And to me, that's what Zen pleasure is all about. And once we find that true essence, that true feminine erotic rhythm, and we are drawn to things like where we're using, you know, tools and um, costumes and, you know, BDSM or whatever it is, that's great. If that's really, really who you are, I totally applaud that and, um, you know, support that 100%. But I really didn't know who I was at all, you know, before I started 
in an erotic sense, um, started a mindfulness practice around it. Because, um, again, I was checked out. I, you know, it just really, I don't know, I just had this idea of what it's supposed to look like and, you know, very goal-oriented and uh, stress relief and, you know, really kind of honestly transactional in my um, sexual relationships. Like, it was just more like, I don't know, it just didn't feel nourishing, right? So what can really change the game or what did for me, and I noticed with my clients it does as well, is to really you know, get more simple with it and dial it back and allow ourselves to um, experience the vulnerability that comes with that because it is going to feel vulnerable to be less performative. It is going to feel vulnerable to be less like, oh, I've got this sexy thing down, you know, it's, (laughs) it really is, um, yeah, going to feel vulnerable, I guess is the best word. So embracing that as part of the practice, I think is super important. So again, letting go of the goal, embracing the vulnerability of that, because it can feel, um, you know, in a way superficially safer to to have a goal, right? And, but we take that out, we're like, oh, where's this going? I don't know. Can I just be open to the experience? Wow. I think that's something we're so many of us are craving and yet there could be, you know, a lot of fear around that. Like, where is this going? I'm not sure. Do I really want to get to know myself on this level, right? Like I want to normalize all those fears. If those come up for you, there could be a deep seated fear of, of the feminine. I'll call it the feminine because it is um, uncharted territory, you know, for so many of us, it was for me. And, you know, to dive into um, mindfully connection, con- connecting with our sensuality, in, in a in a practice, it really puts us in touch with our, our physical body. It really takes us on a journey into the body, which is of course what we want when we say we want to get out of our head into our body. It that's what a mindful sensuality practice does. And yet there's going to be part of us that's afraid of that, right? And resist that and want to run in the other direction. <laughs> you know, I really get that. Um, and it's going to bring us into an emotional journey because once you get mindful with your sensuality, you are opening again to the feminine and you're opening to your full emotional palette. And this is so key for healing, giving the space and permission for those emotions to be felt, to be moved. Um, they don't want to be stuck in there. They want to be moved. They want to be experienced so that you can tap into the wisdom within you know, your emotions, your emotions are, I think, messengers from my perspective, and they have really important uh, treasure information for you if you, again, honor them in a container, like the container piece is huge, creating a strong container for your practice is is going to really support you because that's going to create the safety where you'll be able to step into it, if that makes sense, right? Because if you just don't know where this is going, you don't have, say, a time container on it, it it's going to maybe freak you out. Like, how, where is this feminine practice going? Where is, you know, this sensual pleasure? Is this going to just, you know, go on forever and take me down this rabbit hole? But if you just say, you know, 15, 20 minutes, or even if that feels too much, five minutes, right? Um, and And just trust yourself that you can stay in that for that amount of time. And then you just build over time, right? If say, if you do start with five minutes, do that for, you know, a month and see how that feels in your body and your nervous system. And then you could add on, get a little deeper by adding another five minutes and another five minutes. And, you know, what I recommend people do is build up to say 20 minutes of a daily sensual 
mindfulness, Zen pleasure practice, which we'll talk about what that can look like in a moment. Um, and then when you have that, you're building, you know, strong pathways to come out of your head and into your body. It'll become much easier to do that. And um, you'll be building resiliency and strength in your nervous system that is absolutely required and safety that's required for you to come out of your head, right? And into your body so that when you are in an intimate experience, it'll be so much richer and deeper and also, you know, in your own experiences, right? So yeah, what I recommend is um, a daily practice of some sort, like really get Zen with it, you know, set up your space. And I've said this a lot, but yeah, that's the way to go. Set it up, get your home practice going. And um, then the the other piece is you want to start to weave this into your daily life with micro doses of, of pleasure. Yeah. And again, creating smaller containers for that, maybe a minute, maybe three to five minutes, you know, um, of giving yourself that throughout the day. I cannot emphasize how important that is because that is really how you're going to pattern uh, disrupt (laughs) the cycles of stress that we all can find ourselves in. Yeah. So that combination, really powerful, you know, practice daily and, and get that connection going. You're really creating new pathways, you know, and this can feel really wonky at first, right? So just know that just like when you start a meditation practice, you sit down on the cushion, you're like, oh my God, I had no idea what was going on in this monkey mind of mine, <laughs> right? So similar stuff here, yeah? But just staying with it, being kind to yourself, you know, not making that wrong at all, you know, smiling into that. Um, we use something called the inner smile in my work, which is a Taoist practice of just smiling into that monkey mind, into that racing mind, as if you're smiling at an adorable puppy or a baby or a kitten, if you're a cat person, right? And just be like, oh, hey, yep, you're so cute. And then come back to presence, you know, as soon as you can without pressure and without making yourself wrong that you've stepped out of it or you flipped out of it because um, that's to be expected, you know? So the more you can, again, give yourself approval every step of the way, it's going to really, really support you because the feminine in you really thrives on approval and really, really um, kind of collapses really uh, with disapproval, you know? So disapproving of yourself, judging yourself, being hard on yourself is really not going to serve you if you want to cultivate, you know, your feminine um, erotic rhythm, um, for, you know, for that can carry you through your life and your day. So, so how do we do that? Well, you've probably heard me say this a lot, but we, in my container, we work with some, um, tools and there are three pillars to my framework. One is mindset, right? We have to work with our mindset to actually choose a Zen pleasure practice, choose a mindfulness practice so that we think it's a a valid thing to do, right? So you might have some resistance come up around that, or I should say you definitely will (laughs) have resistance come up. We all do. Um, You know, all the myths we have about pleasure that are stored in our subconscious. And here's the way our mind works, right? When we have, um, say, limiting beliefs stored in our subconscious from, you know, very valid, maybe negative experiences we've had, what our brain does is... um, it will always, you know, search for repetition rather than truth. So in other words, it's going to always look for evidence that's true. Say if you have a myth going in your mind that, you know, pleasure is um, lazy, right? Where it's Or it's selfish. That's a better one. Selfish. 
because you've had an experience where that felt like it was reflected back to you, right? Then that, if that's stored in there, that is going to um, run you in terms of your brain will just be always gathering evidence that that's true, that it's selfish, right? And telling you the story that it's selfish. So we have to know that that's running us and then start to gather evidence that the opposite is true, that actually coming into your pleasure, you know, your embodied pleasure, your sacred feminine is the most generous thing you can do for the people in your life. I, yeah, (laughs) I stand by that statement strongly because when we are full, when we are in that flow, we are in our power. We are at our best. We are, again, our, our most generous. We are so grateful for no reason. We don't have to get out and you know, our journal and make ourselves grateful by, you know, nothing wrong with that journaling. I love journaling, but like, do you know what I mean? Like when you really get a mindfulness practice down around your pleasure, you have much stronger access to visceral gratitude, embodied gratitude, which I feel is really where the the true, um, you know, manifestation law of attraction stuff can really start to come in is when we are in that frequency of gratitude, right? I think every spiritual tradition in the world says that gratitude's so important. However, they usually come at it from a place of should, right? You should feel grateful, which with the feminine backfires. So coming in through the Zen pleasure lens, yeah, you start to cultivate um, that, that gratitude from the inside out. And again, we'll start to really give your brain information, evidence that, wow, actually pleasure is really generous. It's the way I can bless the world and all the people in it, right? So that's just a little taste of what mindset um, we can we can work on. Um, the next piece is embodiment, right? Actually doing the practice. So what we do in MySpace is we work a lot with the breath. And I have a, a way of working with the breath that is um, based in feminine spiritual principles, which is about opening to pleasure, opening to life, opening to our inner radiance, opening to love, really exploring the breath as a lover, right? I know that sounds like a lot if you've never heard me say that before, but it's really such a powerful practice and very simple, actually, right? So I have a free breathwork membership. You probably... Um, know about. If you haven't joined, definitely join. Come with me on a live journey and you'll start to experience what I mean. But this is such a great way to um, get out of your head into your flow, right? And um, in your life and also in bed. But um, yeah, we breathe in a rhythmic way like the ocean. So it really is a way for you to start to find your own, I should say, remind yourself or remember your own erotic rhythm because it's in there you know you are a force of nature so with that you know you're invited to breathe at a rhythm that feels good to you nourishing to you in the moment and you'll get into your flow you'll get into that that zone where you can receive pleasure where you can um, open to pleasure so breath is so important and we add to that some really subtle pelvic movements because the pelvic rocking slightly is is also creates space in the body. I'm a big believer in um, that movement heals. And so that's a way that we bring in subtle movement into the breathwork practice so that you can start to, again, create more space and um, openness. And so you can receive more of the breath so that you can start to, again, really come out of your head 
and into the magic of of your body and your feminine wisdom and uh, you know it's uh, your genius really so I hope that inspires you coming out of your head and you know wherever you are it could be in bed or in your life and these tools can just be such a game changer and really help support you know your overall health because let's face it there's so much stress and anxiety in the world now so it's it's time to take the reins on that and i feel that zen pleasure you know really cultivating a mindfulness practice around your sensuality is one of the most powerful powerful things you can do so i i guess i'll end it there thank you so much for tuning in and i will catch you next time take care Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you're resonating with what I'm sharing here on the show, I have a free offer that I think you're going to absolutely love. It's called Shakti Core Breathwork Journeys. This is a free membership. And when you sign up, you'll get instant access to a whole bunch of content on how to really use the power of your breath to get a deeper embodiment of your sacred feminine energy. So this is definitely a feminine spiritual practice. So I have a whole bunch of content for you. When you join, you can learn all about the breath and how I use it in my work to really support women in opening to more pleasure, right? Really um, coming into a space of being able to receive more pleasure, a deeper connection to sensuality, and um, how to really open and express more of your own unique beauty, your unique radiance, your light, and you get a deeper connection on how to use the breath to connect more deeply to your desires, your passion, and the full range of your emotional palette, and also your unique expression of love. So if that speaks to you, I would absolutely love to see you in there. I'm stoked to share the content with you, but even more than that, I'm really excited to guide you on live breathwork journeys, which will be happening twice a month in that space. So the link is in the show notes to sign up. I hope to see you there. And if you have a woman or women in your life that you know would benefit from what I'm sharing here on the show, please, sharing is caring. So pass it on. I would so appreciate that. All right. That's all for now. I'll catch you next time. Take care.